Welcome back to I Am The Podcast with your favorite host, Eva Rillen. And it feels good to be back. I missed you guys. I missed doing this. And it was only a week. But it was a week that I really needed for myself. I took a short break, guided my thoughts, and now I'm back. And it feels good to be back on Monday, the 1st of February. I hope January was okay for everyone. We survived it, still living in this COVID times. But hey, if you're alive, that's all that matters to me right now. So yeah, I'm back with another episode and we don't have a guest. We have me. And I promised that I would do a episode about my own singleness. If you missed it, I had this loving conversation with Mrs. Love Deluxe, also known as Jessica, about her singleness. And she highlighted the lessons and everything. She highlighted the most, to me, she highlighted the most important things in her singleness as a message, as a lesson for us to get inspired, motivated, but also empowered. And her story was was and still is from a mom, single mom perspective. And I really love how she took us from basically day one to where she is right now. So I really want you to listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet, because this is part two. This is part two. And before I dive into what my message is for today, I really want you to understand that I am not a therapist. I am Eva Rillen that is sharing her story. I'm using myself as an instrument to inspire, motivate, empower, teach, and love. That is all that I do. And everything that I say, everything that I put out in the universe, everything that I put out in the world on my Instagram is from my experience, are my lessons that I've learned thanks to God and the universe putting me in certain situations which I did not understand, but in all situations, I got my lesson out of it. And I feel that it's my purpose to use that, to put it, like, give it back to the world, put it back into the universe. And, like, I don't want to say be an example, but I just want, I, I'm just using myself as an instrument to inspire. That That is all. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I find it very important for you to understand that everything that I do and say is from my own experience. So let's say I say, do the, well, there's something that I've said and you felt like, okay, I'm going to do the same and it doesn't work out for you. I'm not a therapist. This is me sharing my own experience. And I'm saying this because the story that I'm going to share right now is still it's like it's it's very close it's like I'm being vulnerable sorry I'm being very vulnerable and all I'm trying to say is that what works for me doesn't have to work for you but what I want it for you what I want it to do like this message is to inspire you and find ways like to motivate you to find ways within yourself and find out what works for you And that goes for everything that I share on this podcast, also with my guest. It can be a message that touches you, but it can also be, and in that same way, it can be a message that doesn't even inspire you. I just pray and hope that 
in all the episodes, you find something as small as a mustard seed uh, that inspires you, that motivates you, and that gives you that extra oomph or the push that you need it. That's, that's what I'm here for, really. That's really what I'm here for. So, with that being said, let's start. Let's start. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Because ah, I'm sharing my story, guys. I'm going to complete the following sentence. I am single. Yes, I am. And I remembered when I shared a short story after the episode of me and Mrs. Love Deluxe. That people's, people were in my DM like, you single? I even got a message, a WhatsApp message like, no, you single. I'm like, yeah, I'm single. And let me just say right now. Let me let you, I'm, I'm going to let you guys know right now. I don't have the answer why I'm still single. It's above me. That is my answer. So even after this episode, if you're going to ask me why am I still single, my answer is it's above me. With that being said, <laughs> let's go on. I found love in the midst of my singleness. And... You will understand why I'm saying this after this episode. So I need you to sit tight, fasten your seatbelt, and join me on this roller coaster of a ride that I went through that started in April, May 2017. My relationship ended and I was heartbroken, confused, sad, angry, bitter, restless, insecure. I was really mad. And I don't even... I was mad with myself. I was angry with myself. But it it was like all men. Like I was disgusted by men. Basically. And looking back at it now. I was thinking by myself. Okay so I had, the, I had all these feelings. I had all these emotions. And I made the link to the stages of grief. If you're not familiar with the stages of grief. We have five stages of grief. Denial. Anger bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I went through all of it. All of it. And it took me a year. It took me a year to really... Like, it started at denial. And it took me a year to get at acceptance. So that's that's why I'm saying fasten your seatbelt. Because, yeah. It's a story. So like I said, I was heartbroken, confused, sad, angry, bitter, and everything. And on top of that, August 2017 was the moment I started writing my thesis because it was it was my graduation year. And I was like, okay, I need to deal with myself, healing from healing from this heartbreak. And on top of that, I have to write my thesis. And I really want to graduate because I'm just done. I was so done with school. So these two things were like it was, I don't know, I don't even know how to say it, but these two things were like in the front center of my life. Healing from a heartbreak and writing my thesis. Mind you, there was something in me, a voice in my head or a feeling that, that, that led me to continuously say everything happens for a reason, right? So dealing with my heartbreak and on top of that working on my thesis because I want to graduate... I kept asking myself, every, everything happens for a reason, right? 
And looking back, that was me trying to find out, okay, why is this happening? <coughs> Sorry, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And it was a different type of heartbreak. I felt lonely and it was also a different type of loneliness. But before I dive into that, let's go back to the five stages of grief because I feel like that is what I went through. First things first, denial. I denied everything about this heartbreak. I was like, you know what? He needs time. We'll get back together. This is not the end. I mean, we worked so hard on so many things and it wasn't an easy relationship, but we had fun. I mean, we we loved each other. I, I loved him. I loved everything about him. So why... No, he just need a moment like that. I was in heavy denial. He's just upset and he'll get back. Well, <laughs> sorry. Well, he didn't. And that's fine. That's fine. But that was the denial stage. My, mind you, I'm denying the fact that the relationship ended. On top of that, I'm writing my thesis. And I believe the denial was started from the first day that he ended the relationship april may and that was till august because i remember when i turned oh i might say this right yeah i turned 25 yes i turned 25 and i remember being like okay i'm angry I'm so angry right now because I'm alone and I I'm, I need to write. I need to start on this thesis and I'm dealing with my heartbreak and I feel so lonely. I was so angry. I was so angry. But at the same time, again, I was asking myself. So everything happens for a reason, right? And what is the reason that I'm going through this again? Like, God, universe, what is it? Because this is too hard for me. This is too hard for me. So... I was angry and I had this anger and bitterness towards him and yeah, I hated every inch of him. I was so angry, but I was also angry with myself because I, because to me it felt like I failed. I failed in that relationship. So what, why am I still here? Like I'm failing in life. Why is it that I can hold on to a relationship why is it that it like why 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 and that why made me so angry so angry and then but at the same time when i turned 25 i said and i prayed because i felt so restless so i prayed whatever this is and even though that what i want may not be aligned with your will can you please grant me inner peace? On top of that, I know that everything happens for a reason. And even though I don't see it yet, I'm praying that from now on, 11th August 2017, from now on that you will only connect me with genuine people. That was my prayer. My That was like simple as that. And there were moments that I didn't I I did not have the words to pray. So I would be like, okay, God, genuine people and inner peace. Because that's 
I feel so restless. Like I feel so tense. I feel so frustrated. Like sleepless nights because of the why, 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 why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why am I so angry with him? Why am I so angry with myself? Uh, it was it was all up in my face, and it even I was suffocating. I was really suffocating. In the second stage of grief, anger. So I prayed. I prayed like I never prayed before, and even though I did not have the words to pray, I prayed for my inner peace, and I prayed to only be connected to genuine people, because to me it felt like okay, something is off, something. In my circle or something. Where I am right now is off. And. Believe it or not. I'm a people's person. With my own people. <laughs> and I just needed like a cleanse. Of things like. Okay if this is not it. Then from now on let's work on. What it needs to be. And to me at that moment. Again I prayed for my inner peace. And I prayed for genuine people alone. Because I needed to understand why is this happening? Everything happens for a reason, right? Okay, so August started writing on my thesis, and it was hard because this was a different type of loneliness, as as I mentioned before. It was a different type of loneliness because I was in this new house where he was a part of in the beginning. Like we didn't live together, but most of the time he was here. And when I moved into the house that I'm living in right now, he even helped me with so many things. And now that person is not with me anymore. We're not together. So coming home was a relief, but also very, very scary. Like, it's just me and these walls. It's just me alone, alone. Different type of loneliness. And... That was something that I needed to face. And in that very moment, I realized that my lesson, first lesson, in this is, Eva, you need to learn how to be alone, alone. I need you to feel the discomfort, fight the discomfort, and understand who you are alone. This is the moment. And I was like, well... um. Is this really the moment? Is this really the time that I need to learn this? Because I'm writing my thesis, y'all, and I want to graduate. Like, this is this is painful. This is awful. Why? And then again, God was like, nope, this is it. Because I've seen you doing things, and I'll make sure to mention those things. And you, you are not you. You are not what I want you to be. So I had to take something away and push you, like push you in that corner where you don't want to be. But I know that when I push you there, that is when you're going to learn how to be alone. So I was like, okay, cool. With tears in my eyes, I was like, okay, cool. If this is it, that's fine. But please grant me inner peace and only connect me with genuine people from now on. Mind you, I was still angry. I was still angry, but I was I was taking steps to understanding why this happened. And yeah, like I said, it took me a while. It took me a while. And then the third stage of grief, 
I feel like this should even be the stages of singleness. But it's grief, like right? It's grief because, in fact, you're grieving some type of loss. No, it's not some type of loss. You're, you're grieving something that is no longer there, but is there. Because what is no what is no longer there is a relationship, but that person is still there. So it's a different type of grief, but it's still grief. So we have the third stage, bargaining. And I went through that as, as well. And that is when I questioned again. This was a different type. Like in the whole stages of grief thing, there's a lot of why, 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 why. Until the end. But in this stage, the why was... Okay. Why is this happening? What could I... No, it wasn't even a why, sorry. What could I have done differently? Why? Why? Well, okay, sorry. There is some type of why. It depends on how you reflect and what your perspective is. But why? I was also asking myself, why, 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 am, I, why am I like this? Why am I insecure? Maybe I was too much insecure. Maybe I should have done that. Why is it that... Why is it again that I did what I did? Like, for instance, why did I put so much pressure on him? Why this? Why that? And yeah, I went through that as well. It was the the what if and if only statements. So a little bit of why... Sorry, a little bit of why statements, but also the what if and if only. If only I had done this and this and that. If only if I, or what if, what if I didn't push him that much? What if I, and in that moment, even though you don't understand it, that is the moment that you're also reflecting on your own behavior. Because in that moment, also realized, okay... If I'm asking myself this, the if only and what if, for instance, something that I really had to deal with is the fact that looking back, I pressured, I put pressure on him to be present in a relationship, but he was present, but in his own way, but I wanted him to be present in my way. So... When I'm asking myself the question, what if I didn't put so much pressure on him? In that very moment, there's a reflection moment. There's a realization that for me, I understood, okay, I was putting pressure on him. Maybe that is what drove him away. And then, mind you, I went from bargaining to anger. So it wasn't back and forth with the what if and then back to being angry again. It, it was a mess. It was a roller coaster, really. Like, you know, when, when you're in the roller coaster and you're going like, tuk, 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 you're going down, and then all of a sudden it stops and it shakes from left to right. That, that was me when I went from anger to bargaining and then back and forth, back and forth. The what if statements, the if only and whatever. If only I had, I had spent more time. Um, with him doing this and this and that. If only, if if only I I invested more in what his interest was. But also in that moment, and 
when I was asking myself these questions, I realized, okay, but why, why am I only, why am I only thinking about the what if and if only when it comes to him? Why am I not looking like, why am I so projected on what I needed to do for him? Another lesson, another reflection, but I'll get back to that. We're, we're going there because this story is, is wild. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, so yeah, I went through that. And then after that, I landed in the fourth stage. Yeah. The fourth stage of grief stage four depression. I was so sad. It was too much. Okay. I'm not crying. <laughs> It was so much, and I actually it, it it came to a point that I actually asked myself, "Why am I even here? I am not doing what I need to do for my thesis because I feel so rejected and alone. God has forsaken me. The universe has left me. Everything that I prayed for, my prayers are not answered." My relationship ended and I don't, I do not have the energy. So why am I even here? What is, what, what is left in this life for me? Like, <laughs> looking back. Oh, but then again, see, that's why I'm here. That's why I feel like it's my purpose to share because I'm an open book. You can ask me everything and I will tell you what I felt and everything that I went through. So yeah, I, I really asked myself, so why, why am I in this life again? And luckily, sometimes, on some days, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I saw, like, the ending of the of the roller coaster. And within me, I felt the urge to rush. But also, but luckily, even, something keep pulling me back and reminded me of the fact that there, there are lessons for me in this whole singleness. They are, and I need you to. I know it's a roller coaster of a ride. We're going back and forth, we're shaking left to right, we're going up and down. But hold on, fasten your seatbelt because I will never put more on you than, than you can bear. Right? I was like, okay, cool, cool. Even if I don't understand it, <coughs> sorry, these are nerves, I think. Even if I don't understand it. I'm learning to trust you again. And this is me having conversations with God and the universe. Like, even if I don't understand, I'm learning right here, right now, in this very moment, in my singleness, I'm really learning how to trust you again. So I have your way. But I was depressed. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was depressed. I cried. 40 days and 40 nights. No, that's a joke. But I cried. I had moments that I was okay. And then something like, something hit me. I was like, oh my God, oh, I'm lonely. I'm single. Oh, oh my God. And I cried. I cried. And everything came out like in tears. I felt sick. I felt Everything, everything that you can possibly feel when you're depressed or when you're having feelings of depression, I felt that. 
and it was hard because I was fighting against it. But in that very moment, looking back, it needed it needed to happen. It 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 was it was mandatory. It was apparently in my book. So, yeah, on days when I felt like I'm, I don't feel like it, I just I called in sick. I stayed in my bed. I I just did what felt right for me in the in that very moment. And yeah, it was it was hard because I've been dealing with feelings of depression before, so before that relationship, and I knew that not working on getting out of it will put me in this spiral of yeah, not even in a spiral, maybe in a pit and it will be hard for me to get out again. But also in that very moment, I I don't I had this voice and this strong feeling that reminded me that this this needed to happen. So I again I in that very moment I learned to trust and let go and whatever is shall be. And this was um, November, December, January, sorry, November, December, 2017, January, February, 2018. I was dealing with feelings of depression because why? And I went from depression back to denial, back to anger, back to bargaining. I went back and forth. And that's why I that's why I'm saying it was a roller coaster of a ride, right? Because you're just going back and forth, upside down, left, right, being shaken, going backwards, going forward, and you can even, you can even see it as taking like you're walking, and then you take a few steps back, and then you have that sprint, but then again you're going. So it's like a back and forth thing, dealing with heartbreak. And it went on and on and on. It went on and on and on. And I felt I felt everything during the first nine months. And after February, no. So on top of that, I was also writing my thesis, right? And I had to... The deadline of my thesis was 15th of January. I know this so very well. And I remember... Uh, I was writing my thesis with a friend, one of my closest friends, and we had this all night. Like we started the fourteenth of January till nine o'clock in the morning on the fifteenth of January. I, I finished up. I made a deadline, and I was like, okay, whew, I can breathe, but still dealing with myself and my heartbreak, healing. Right? I can breathe now. It's going to be okay. A week later, I received this message. Sorry. You didn't pass. You need to work on your thesis. And I was like, really? You guys don't know what I'm dealing with. Like, do you even know? Why, why God? Again, why? Why are you doing this? Like, can this ish, can this shit be over already? So I had to work on my thesis again because there were, I don't know, for some 
type of reason my um my teacher felt like it wasn't enough and i was like okay everything happens for a reason right and but also in that very moment i could not see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore it was gone it was dark back to depression or no still in that depression and it got even worse I even went back in denial because I felt like, okay, maybe after, maybe God wants me to really focus on my thesis. So when I pass this, maybe the relationship will work again. Well, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. And that was not the message. That was not the message. That was not the message at all. But then I went back again to denial and anger and everything. But I also said to myself, okay, if you really want to understand what's going on, and you will, you will understand what's going on. But this thing, this this thing right here, your thesis, like you need to graduate. And we're not going to make this like a two years plan. You're going to pass this the second time. The second deadline, you are and you will. So I was like, okay, cool. So I worked on it and I worked on my thesis, having and dealing with these feelings of depression. And I remember at one point I was like, okay, wow, I feel so lonely. And mind you, I, I kind of ended my social life. I wasn't social with anyone, only my dad, my family, and my closest friend, but even they didn't see me that often. I was in my house because I felt like, okay, I need to fix this. And I'm still dealing with my broken heart. And I don't to, I don't see him like, mm, everything was just off. I was also still in contact with his family and I think that was me really being in the denial part or in the denial stage. Looking back and me being very vulnerable and very honest right now. I had hope that me still being involved in the family would like help us to get back together. Mm, yeah. Yep. This is me being very vulnerable and very honest, but I did. I did, and at some point, something clicked, and something said, girl, you need to cut loose, because this, this is not helping you at all, this is not where I want you to be, this is not leading you to the place that I need you to be, this is not helpful, this is not adding onto the purpose that I have for you, but I want you to learn certain things, so I need you to, to cut loose. This is God in the universe talking to me, right? So I said, okay, cool. In a very polite way, I started to take a few steps back from the family. And truth be told, I felt like this weight, like this weight releasing off of my shoulder. Not everything as yet, but it was the beginning. And then the second deadline of my thesis was somewhere I think the first week of the last week of March or the first week of April I think I believe 
So I finished it and I was like, God, this is you. This is you right now. And I, I've put in the work. And I know there are still things that I need to learn. But this thing right here, I need to pass this so I can really get into the core of what you want me to do. And luckily, on the 20th of April, I passed. I got this message, Ava, congratulations. You graduated. I got my bachelor degree. And truth be told, in that very moment, I felt so light. Everything fell off my shoulders and I was like, <gasps> I can breathe again. I can breathe again. Oh my God. Whoa. And for a second, I forgot the fact that I was single, which is good. Which is good. Because this is where acceptance came. And I saw that light at the end of the tunnel again. And also starting to see what God was trying to tell me, what God was trying to teach me. So I came to a point where I, I, I accepted the situation. I accepted the situation and I was like, okay, this needed to happen. I see and I know what you're talking about right now, right here, right now. This needed to happen. Because I was so invested. I was so in the relationship. I, don't, I do not know. If I could have worked on my thesis like I did if I was still in that relationship. And this is, why am I saying this? Just from my point of view, knowing and understanding my own love languages now and who I am in a relationship. I do not know if I could have worked on my thesis the way I wanted to if I, if I still was in that relationship. So I, I accepted the situation. I was like, okay, the relationship wasn't it. He is not the one for me. God, thank you. I'm done. And in that very moment, I actually thought that that was it. I was, that was it. That was the end of the roller coaster ride. But no, <laughs> no, the roller coaster ride took a different direction. Because actually, in that moment of acceptance, that is where everything really happened. So I went to through. The five stages of grief. And then at the end, me accepting the situation is where God was like, okay, girl, and now you're ready. I was like, um, <laughs> ready for what again? Like, aren't we, aren't we at the end of the roller coaster ride? Is, is it like, I know you needed me to be alone. I was alone. Like, okay. Hmm. It's not like I'm looking to have a relationship right now, but I'm done dealing with emotions and feelings. Like, I can breathe again. The feeling of suffocating is gone. Aren't, aren't we done yet? And he was like, nope. This is where I need you to be so I can elevate you. I was like, okay. <sighs> Let's do this. And this is where, again, the roller coaster ride took another spin. And I I felt, but a positive spin though. I felt very empowered. I felt very 
uplifted. I felt my energy getting back. I I was getting back into the social life. And I remember when going to events, people were like, oh my God, Ava, where you been? I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> I was dealing with stuff, but I'm back. Hi, peace. Um, That was also funny. Like people really were like, whoa, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, yeah, I was dealing with stuff. But I'm back. I'm back into my social life. I graduated. And I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting better. In that same moment, I decided to buy myself a gift to celebrate everything that I went through. And why would you celebrate the five stages of grief, right? Why would you celebrate heartbreak? Why, why, why? Well, in that moment, it felt like something that I needed to do and something that was added onto my journey of becoming who I, who God wants me to be. So May 2018, I decided to book a trip to New York all by my lonesome self. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm, I called my dad. I was like, mm, I'm going to New York. I'm going by myself. And I feel like I need to do this as a gift to myself for graduating. But also I want to see life from a different perspective when I'm alone. And that is when I felt the I can do all bad by myself. I felt it in my energy. I was powered. I was fired up. I was I was becoming more myself again. I was becoming who God wanted me to be and why he created me, right? Okay. So fast forward, booked and paid the trip in in May. Fast forward, I left in October. And yeah, that was very exciting. I was nervous from May to October. Like, oh my God, I'm going to New York by myself. Counting the days, doing my research, making sure I don't miss anything in New York. So I got myself a ticket to J. Cole concert. I went to Kevin Hart. I did like... In my mind, I felt like, okay, I need to do things to keep myself busy to not realize that I'm alone. Mind you, the day I got in New York, I was like, wow, I'm really here and I'm really by myself. And a long story short about my trip to New York is that I really enjoyed being by myself. I saw this different light in me and... I got inspired again. So many things happened for me because... So first, let's go back. First, I was alone, like a different type. I felt a different type of loneliness because something... Like my relationship ended and so a part of me... Yeah, part of me left and I was in my house by myself. And it was a different type of loneliness because I felt very alone and I wasn't really... In the mood for other people. With my family and my closest friend, that was okay. But I rather, I rather, in that moment, I was rather alone. But it was a different type of loneliness because it was me in my house, right? But if I wanted to be with people, I, I called up my friends. I went to my family. I went to my dad. But me being in New York, having no family, no friends, no nothing whatsoever, that was a different type of loneliness, but it was an empowered one. And again, I'm not a therapist, but if you have the chance to travel all by yourself, please do. Oh my God. 
in that very moment on that trip me in new york it felt like yeah this is this is my home like i'm in new york bitch and i like from the morning to evening me roaming down the streets um me having breakfast dinner lunch and everything by myself me and my book i remember reading the book you're the baddest is it you're the baddest something like that i'll make sure to find it for you guys but it was me and my book and me and my me and my journal just writing and yeah minding my own like really being in the streets of new york oh the name of the book is you you are a badass badass sorry yeah, me in New York just doing what I love to do is stuffing myself with food, looking for art. I wasn't even in the mood to meet new people, but I did meet people. Looking forward to J. Cole, Kevin Hart and everything. Well, I'm in New York and I'm all by myself. I mean, and of course, there were awkward moments, rooftop chillings. I'm all by myself drinking my cocktail and next to me is this couple kissing me going to a restaurant and you know like the service there is the service there is something else if you're not used to that like I'm like okay why why are you so happy but okay the service there has a reason right and you i'm i'm, I'm in this restaurant and like table for one I'm like yeah can't you see me standing here by myself of course it's a table for one but it was everything. It was everything and more. And when I got back, I was like, Dad, I am so happy I'm single. I'm seeing the light right now. This was a blessing in disguise. Because I would have never gone on this trip by myself if I was still in a relationship. Because I know who I am in a relationship. I'm very caring. I I consider other people's feelings more than myself. than More than my own feelings. And I was like, yeah, I can do all that by myself. Like, mm, yes, New York, next trip. I'm just, I'm going to travel by myself. I don't want to be in a relationship. I want to be single. I'm going to remain single. And in that same energy, I started to think about, okay, but then what is next? What is it that I actually want? Because mm, being single the rest of my life, I got my needs. I ha- I want kids. What is the plan? I was fired up guys i was i don't know i went to different phases i believe in my singleness and one of the first thing was me seeing myself as nola darling from the series you gotta have it i was nola darling no let me rephrase that. I thought I was Nola Darling. I wanted to be Nola Darling. Nola Darling was this beautiful black woman having three lovers. So open relationship, right? And I felt like that is it. That is the that is what I want. Because now that I've been alone, alone with myself for a while, and I've seen that traveling by myself is not that scary. I wasn't homesick at all. I like I even cried on JFK when I needed when I was on my way back to Amsterdam. I wanted to stay in New York and I was already thinking about my next trip by myself. Not even asking friends. I was like, no, you know, I'm 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 going by myself. 
I need to be by myself. But I also have my needs. And then I started watching See, She's Gotta Have It. I saw Nola Darling. I was like, I called up my dad. I was like, dad. So this is the plan. I know I discussed everything with you. And I have a plan. The plan is to have three lovers. See this as an open relationship. And I'm not claiming anyone. But I feel like this is just this is just me. This is who I need to be. This is this is my life. Because I want to stay single, but I just want to be in an open relationship. Because when I travel and I meet someone and I feel attracted to that person, I don't want to feel bad because I'm flirting. Right? And in a relationship, it's close to cheating. When you're in a relationship and you travel overseas and you're you're by yourself and you come across this fine black man and you're like mm, I just like something about your energy I don't know and I, I felt that in my spirit I could be attracted to anyone anywhere in every given moment but for me to answer that feeling for me to answer that attraction I I needed to stay single. So I had I had the longest conversations with, with my dad about my three-man plan. That's how we called it. And are they, like, will I find or will I meet guys that understand that they are not the only one? Am I going to tell, am I going to let them know that they are not the only one or he's not the only one? I felt empowered. And I was ready to find my three lovers so that was that was the first phase after the five stages of grief the first phase in my singleness like after the acceptance and understanding why i needed to be alone i can do all bad by myself okay cool let's do the bad let's really really do the bad right okay so i'm Ava darling right now scouting men from a distance like hmm, testing the waters. Like, are you are you open for an open relationship? Like, what are your thoughts when it comes to this and this and that? And um, yeah, <laughs> it didn't really work out. It didn't really work out. Um, it didn't. It didn't at all. I met this one guy, and he was like, "I'm fine. I'm fine with it, but I want to be number one." I was like, "Hmm." Okay, well, one down, two, two to go. But I was very honest in my communication, like in what I said when I met someone. Like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. Are you in for that ride, or do you feel like you're gonna be in your feelings or whatever? And yeah, so I met this one guy, and he was up for it. He was like, okay, I can be one of them, but. Since I'm the first one, I want to remain the first one. I'm like, okay, whatever. If that, if that is something you want to hold on to, be my guest. Sadly, it stayed. It like one, one down, two more to go. I never. It never happened. It never happened, and even though I wanted it so bad, it never happened. And this started. Um, 2019. 2019 it started. 
yeah because am i saying this right yeah because i went to new york 2018 october november came back and we went on a trip to uk burner boy that was also something i feel like i could not have done this if, if i was in a relationship because i went with my closest friends five guys one girl and that was like really i'm like yeah well i'm okay i'm i'm single like these are my these are friends these are my closest friends so yeah and then after that I came back i was this afa darling in 2019 met this guy summer 2019 and yeah i was like okay you are the first so i need to scout two more sadly didn't happen so the thing the situation ship that i had with that guy was from july to december 2019 and it was in that very moment i realized okay is this really what you want i asked myself is this really what you want or are you not really confronting yourself with your fears cuz i feel like you're pushing yourself to believe that you're someone that you're not just because you're scared of the fact that you're still single and you don't know how long it's going to take you don't know how long it's going to take for you to meet someone again so like are you trying to fill a gap and th- this was god asking me and the universe asking me these questions right like okay i was like i don't know but i feel so empowered in my singleness i feel so empowered in the things that i do not having to consider someone else not having to like it's just me it's just me yeah sorry it's just me and me the only thing that i the only one that i really need to check up check up upon is my dad are you okay if i do if i if i'm going to do this and this and that with everything that i was doing i felt like i felt so empowered and freedom of everything because yeah there was no one to look after and i'm not saying that in a relationship you look after your partner but like you're being aware of his presence so you consider his feelings and whatever and all of that was gone it was just me and me so i felt like yeah this is it but then again it was god asking me okay if this is it is this then really what you want the open relationship because you know you are a lover right i was like oh my god okay yes i'm a lover i am indeed a lover and maybe this is not what i want maybe this is not what i need okay cool and it was that moment i realized that this is the type of love that is feeding my ego and not my soul okay so what is it that you want i want love that feeds my soul <sighs> okay another turn in the roller co- in the roller coaster realizing that me going through the phase of me wanting and trying to be nola darling afa darling open relationship 
it raised a type of toxicness in me of me being very bitter and I realized okay I'm using this as a shield but then again I'm probably using this to hurt people and I'm not the one and even though other people may have hurt me I am not the one because I'm a lover even though love doesn't always love me back so I prayed I prayed so I, I, I thank God for restoring the inner peace in me. I thank God for connecting me with genuine people only. And then I was like, okay, it's so hard for me to say this because, oh my God, I still can do all bad by myself. But I think I want to be in a relationship. I think that what I want is to meet the man that you have for me. And it was hard for me to actually confess that because I was very, very empowered and I felt so powerful in my I can do all bad by myself that this was something God wanted me to actually say. Like, girl, I'm just going to do you. I'm j- just do you. Do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to look at you. And when you're ready to come back and have this conversation with me, I'm just going to look at you and you're going to say it yourself. You're, gonna, you're going to actually tell me what you really want. Because what you're doing right now, that, that is not what I had planned for you. And why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because in my singleness, I, I had... I had a few lessons and I had a few callbacks, reality checks. I had a lot of reflections also. And the first re- reflection was that I that I needed to study myself. And I had the opportunity, and that's why I'm saying that my singleness is a blessing in disguise, disguise because I had the opportunity to really study me. Because we study everything but ourselves right everything that we're interested in everything that we want to be we study but why is it that we don't study ourselves could be because of various reasons but i believe that i in my life there were moments wherein god asked me or the universe asked me or i even realized myself that i need to study myself but i chose something else so in that very moment when my relationship ended god pushed me in that corner It's you and you. Study yourself. Try to understand everything about yourself. Because what is it that you actually have to offer? Till this day, I'm still struggling with that question. Because what what is... I know myself, but what is it that you actually have to offer? And another lesson was self-love. I needed to love the hell out of myself. Peel, Peel all the layers off. And really get to the core and then start building up again with love. So everything that I did to myself, the anger, the bitterness, the insecurities, the rejection. I needed to peel that off. That had to come off. Like you have this skin and it needs to get off for a new skin to come, right? That is what ne- that is what God and the universe wanted me to do. Study yourself, girl. I have something for you, but I need you to I need you to understand who you are before I can 
give you the biggest blessings of your life. So that's, that is what I did. I really studied everything of myself, about myself. I started to love myself. That is what, in that very moment, I realized, okay, this is actually what I like. This is the color that I like. This is, this is the food that I like. This is what I like to do. I like to travel. I like to go out by myself. I like to be by myself. I love having moments with my family. I love being the bold girl. I love taking care of myself. So many things. I actually love my body. Just how it is. Yes, do I want to be healthy? I do, but being healthy doesn't have a size. And I, I remember trying to fit in in some type of frame for him so that he could accept me, but I wasn't accepting myself. I mean, what is that all about? Self-love. And self-love is can be seen as a hype. To me, I believe it's necessary, it's mandatory, but use it in the right way for yourself. Don't, like, of course, you can... Hmm, yeah. I want to say don't showcase it. But when you work on yourself, when you study yourself, when you start to love yourself, it will radiate from from within you. Like, people will see you and see, like, whoa, this is a man or this is, this is a woman that actually takes really good care of herself. And you taking care of yourself is you loving yourself. And I, I needed to really take care of myself in all ways. From cooking for myself, cleaning the house, like being on point with certain things, my job, being present, being in the moment, being grateful. All of that is the love that you have for yourself because life as it is right now and life that we have right now is a gift. And all that that we are asked to do is love and take care of yourself. That's all. That's like, yeah. Also, I needed to break patterns because remember when I said that in the stages of grief, the, the, the what if statements and if only in those statements were reflections. And why did I say reflection? Because in that very moment, I realized that in my own behavior, I was also being toxic. In my own behavior, I needed to change things. So... In my singleness, I had the opportunity to break patterns. Breaking, like putting pressure on someone. Break the patterns of being someone for someone else, but not being who you need to be for yourself. Breaking patterns of the anger that I had within me. How, how, do, I, how do you deal with anger? How do you deal with bitterness? Are you able to see what is happening in your life right now from a different perspective? Or is your starting point just negative? I need. I was in this negative sp spiral and I needed to break that. I needed to tear it apart and say it's no longer part of me. Like I said, becoming this new person. Shedding off old skin and getting new skin. But in all of that, how do you take care of yourself? Because 
Having a broken heart, healing from that doesn't mean that it goes away. It's still a wound that you need to take care of every single day. And how do you take care of that? Is that when you open yourself up again to be in a relationship, communicate your love languages. Communicate who you are. Because that person will understand where you're coming from. That person will will need to understand your past. So that when things happen, he knows that, okay, she has certain wounds. Like we say with flaws and all. She has certain wounds. And we both need to be aware that we don't, I don't know, that we don't kick or, or come across that wound. Because, for instance, when you break your leg... You need this time to heal, right? And then it's healed. But when you walk a certain way, you still feel some type of pain. It's the same thing with heartbreak. But you understand that, okay, the pain that I'm having right now is because I broke my leg. So I need to make sure that when I walk, I walk a certain way. It's the same thing with heartbreak. It's a wound. You're going to the stages of grief. You might have different faces in your singleness. But when you open up yourself again to be in a relationship, communicate those wounds, communicate your past. Because it's a part of you now. But it's a part of you that you accepted. And it's a part of you that has given you knowledge. That it's a part of you that has given you so many things on your journey of becoming who you need to be and who you were created to be. That to me, it would be... I want to I use this, the word stupid, but it will be so, I don't know, let me just use the word, word stupid. It will be so stupid to not communicate all of, all of these things, right? Because why wouldn't you? You went through all of that and all of that had, is added onto your journey of becoming. And the person that you want to be with needs to know who you are becoming and what what pushed you to that becoming stage. So that is what I'm doing right now. 2020, not knowing COVID will hit us, but 2020, I remember I said, okay, mm, it's very hard for me, but God, universe, yes, I don't want that three-man plan. I don't want it at all. I, I I'm glad that you have given me the opportunity to like test the waters, to find my way in it, to have open conversations with my dad about it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But that is not it. I'm looking forward to having a family with one with one partner. I'm looking forward to know what it's like to be in a relationship again because now I understand who I am by myself and with that knowledge I want to be I want to see how it is to be in a relationship again and yeah that was that was a very hard reflection that was a very hard confession realization but it was very hard for me to come to that point because I was trying to fill a gap with a picture that was framed and in this case in the whole Nola darling I felt empowered in that because in that very moment I did really feel and still feel like yes 
I can do all that by myself and that feeling will never go away. But now is the time to find out how I can still do all bad, how I can still be bad all by myself in a relationship because that is still possible. That is still possible. So I'm really, I'm, I'm indeed looking forward to being in a relationship again and sharing everything that I went through and for, for him to understand who he is looking at right now, why I do what I do. Why am I podcasting? Why am I writing the things that I write? Who is she really? And now I can really let you know who I am because I took the longest time forced by God, thank you, to study myself and understand who I am, who I want to be. And who do I see myself with? Like really diving into my own love languages, understanding... What is really important to me? Because you can have the looks and all. But what is really important to me? Coming to, coming to understand that looks aren't really that important to me. But your heart. The heart is. Your intentions are. Who, who do you aspire to be? Like it's a different type of. It's a different type of love. It's a dip, different type of. I don't know. It's just... I want to say it's a new me. But for me... It was and still is a, a different understanding of relationship. Love. And singleness. So it started at me being single, feeling lonely. Feeling rejected. To finding love in the midst of my singleness. And the love that I found was the love within myself. The love for self. But also the love that I have for others. Because truth be told is I have so much love to give. And I'm, and I, I'm actually excited to give the love that I have to my partner. To my partner-to-be. Because I'm a lover. I'm a lover. I will always be a lover. Even when love doesn't always love me back. And right now I'm in a stage of... Taking a leap of faith, but also being very careful. And in this very moment, I'm learning how to trust that what I've put out into the universe will come to me. And in that same energy that everything that I decide when I meet someone, I will always make the right decisions. I'm taking my time. And even though sometimes I feel like, why am I still alone? Why am I still single? Is it me? No. It's not you. It's not me. It's still on that journey of becoming. You're still on that roller coaster. But maybe now you can take off your seatbelt and like slide down a little bit in that chair and be like, okay. Now now the roller coaster is like going step by step. Like the one for the kids. It's not too scary. You'll be shaking a little bit, but it will just... It will just make you more excited about what is to come because all of the things that you've that you've been through, that you went through, the knowledge that you gained about yourself, like whoa, and that is me. That is my singleness story, and I'm looking forward to what is to come. I'm looking forward to 
meeting my partner to be. Because I'm really curious to see and know who he is. <laughs> yes, I really, I really am. And I'm going to make a promise to, if I meet him, I will share that as well. Because again, like I said, I'm an instrument and I believe that my purpose is to share. And that's the reason why I'm going through what I'm going through. And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But I love. I love it. I love who I'm becoming. I love the fact that I'm no longer insecure. But I'm very, very much content with who I am. The way I look. The fact that I'm still here. I'm, I'm freaking grateful for the lessons that I've learned. The inner peace that I actually have. The fact that I prayed for genuine people and that since that day, 11th of August, 2017, till today, the 1st of February, 2021, I still have the same people in my circle. I met two new people, added onto my circle, because they are genuine. And the fact that for the first um, three years, I didn't meet anyone, like as in... I met people, but my closest friends are still there, still the same people. And I've added on two, two amazing guys into that circle, which proves to me that my prayers are being answered. And I'm holding, I'm holding on to that, that even, even now that I'm still single, and I'm praying and I'm setting my intentions and my affirmations and my and what I'm manifesting will come because God indeed gave me my inner peace and only genuine people. The self-love, the self-love, the self-study, the breaking patterns till now really trying to find out like what do I have to offer? Right? Because it's not only the other person. It's also you. And if you're single right now. Or your relationships. Not relationships. Relationship is on rocks. And you're afraid of being alone. I really hope this message inspires you. Empowers you to take that leap of faith. To find out why is it that you're single right now. Or why is it that your relationship has come to an end or whatever. But if in this if in this very moment you're feeling lonely because of singleness. I'm really urging you. I hope this empowers you to dig a little deeper, study yourself to understand why you're in this situation because this situation has a message for you. As, <clears throat> sorry, Mrs. Love Deluxe, being a single mom, also had her lessons. Me, not a mom, single, young and thriving, potting, and I mean, name it. Honestly, I can prove it, but... I do sometimes ask myself if I was still in that relationship would I would I be 
who I am today. And I'm not saying this, I'm not asking this because he was a bad guy or whatever. He is not. He's a great guy. He has a good heart, a very good looking guy, like a very humble guy. And I remember in the episode, I am healing. I said that it was a wrong timing relationship because we both did not know who we, who we were and who we aspired to be. And when we departed our ways, we both went on a journey of who are we? What is it that I want? And I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened. So in your singleness, you can find out so many things about yourself. So really, 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 you got this. You got this. And my message will be embrace your singleness. Reflect on your singleness. Find love from within in the midst of your singleness. It's you spending time with yourself. And don't you love yourself? I mean, love yourself. I love spending time with myself. It's everything and more. Really, really getting into that research, really diving into why, why, who am I? What is it that I like? Like really peeling off the layers and everything so that you can become as you are and as you are created to be. Because at the end, that is all that matters. Because if you know who you are, Love will not be a stranger when it comes, as Jennifer Lewis said. So thank you. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for listening to my story. And keep an eye on my page, on my Instagram page, Afadilan. Because I'm going to do something really out of my comfort zone. I'm still planning it. But first things first, on Wednesday, the afterthoughts. And then after that, I might, I just might, I just might do a Q&A together with Mrs. Love Deluxe. So this will be a live podcast where, whereby you have the opportunity to really ask me more questions because I could go on and then we'll be like two hours in but I love interacting I love having the interaction with my followers I love having the interaction interaction sorry with my troopers you guys that are listening to my episodes every Monday so to give back I really want to do this live Q&A so just keep an eye on my Instagram Look out for Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of lost of words, but no, I really enjoyed sharing this with you guys. And I really hope, as I said before, that it may inspire you, empower you, and do whatever it has to do for you right here, right now. Thank you once again. Thank you. This was I Am The Podcast with your favorite host, Ava Dillon. I Am Single Part 2. Thank you.